Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Welcome to the Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Louise, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to The Walt Vault, episode 76. I think I'll just preface with everyone's a little on edge right now. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded real harsh. Hello and welcome (laughs) to The Walt Vault. Um... You know, this is one of the first times. You see how I'm talking really high so that, you know, I'm just keeping everything nice and light. Um, this <laughs> I'm is one mad I got unblipped. This is one of the first. Yeah, Michelle's un- unblipped. It's <laughs> one of the first times that we've ever, you know, recorded in a normal time of day yeah. after eating good food, drinking good alcohol. Wow. No, I didn't say that, but I mean, it is true. And everyone's on edge. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know. We're 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 better when it's <laughs> late at night or early at the crack of dawn and super tired. We're hungry and that's when we perform our Andre's best. Andre's on edge because he slept in till eleven and that's very unusual <laughs> for him. <laughs> I mean, it felt nice to me. No, I think he's on edge because every time we started the countdown, you were talking. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> funny for everybody. Um, okay, this week we are talking <laughs> about 2019's live-action Marvel film, Captain Marvel. The Marvel film, Captain Marvel. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. The most Marvel film. Uh, this was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, uh, starring Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson and Jude Law and a bunch of other homies. So it's. I think it has a pretty good lineup. Like, some good, good actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Also, heads up, this is the end of our Marvel that's right. Our summer of heroes is coming to an end <laughs> right here with this episode. Um, if you don't want it to end, <laughs> leave us a message or whatever. What? <laughs> Always we'll end. We'll Summer's we'll over, y'all. Maybe we'll bring it back sooner than uh, than later. Luis or goes back to school tomorrow. Summer's over. Yeah. Summer's when a teacher goes over. back to school, oh. it means summer is over. Yeah. yeah. Alas. He's over here making faces at us, not holding his microphone. <laughs> what else is new? Just phone. playing Pokemon. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Are you playing Dig It? Nope. He's I don't believe Pokemon. you. Show me your phone screen. He's watching cat memes. Oh. No. Nope. He's, he's texting he's me, texting which is weird. He's texting his friends about how sad he is going back to school <laughs> he's tomorrow. He's texting oh us. Well for now, <laughs> speaking of cat memes. Shut up about school. <laughs> speaking of cat memes, this movie has a pretty cool cat. But we'll go ahead and jump into our first impressions. Andre, first impression of Captain Marvel. Um, First impression, this movie came out this year. Uh <laughs> yeah, so you watched it. feels it like a long time ago, but it really was like. Have we watched it twice? I've seen it twice. I think we've seen it three times. I think I've seen it twice, yes. Okay. So Andre yeah. and I have only seen it twice and both times it was in the theater yes exactly mm. um, all right first impression so yeah I, I i remember seeing this movie uh you know i was very excited about it uh after infinity war because it was the only hope i had to hold on to for in between <laughs> <laughs> getting to from infinity war to Endgame. because everyone was dead yes exactly including poor michelle she had been blipped <laughs> she had been blipped away I'm back. <laughs> i was sad i only had Can't. captain marvel's we're, we're pretending. Uh, <laughs> we're pretending that Endgame happened, and I got brought back. That's right, <laughs> it did. Yeah, Captain It's about to me. drop in two days, and when this recording comes out, it'll already be dropped. Whenever. Well, anyway. Yeah, it'll um, be dropped. So my first watch of this movie, I remember that I liked it a lot, 
Um, I really liked the structure of the origin story. How it wasn't like super linear. It kept flashing back yeah. to before uh, she was powered and whatnot. And I think that's like one of the strongest things about this movie, aside from um, <laughs> uh, Nick Fury kind of stealing the show. I think he he does he does a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff. So uh, first impression, uh, very good. Me likey. Very nice, Luis. First impression of Captain Marvel. I liked it a lot. Uh, I have gripes. Gripes. But who doesn't? In <laughs> the future, quote unquote, with her hair. But I love this movie. <laughs> in okay, general. it was cool. All right, so that's your only gripe. It's not that bad. <laughs> not in this movie, gripe. The typical Luis gripe. <laughs> Let's be real. All right, Emily. First impression. I really liked this movie. Um, I really, really, really like. I'm gonna say I like Brie Larson. I haven't seen her in anything. Has she been in anything? She's else? been in a bunch. Yeah, of she's stuff, been in a bunch yeah. of stuff. Okay, well, I've never. She s- won an Oscar before she got this role well boom there you go i like i'm gonna say i like her though because i feel like you have to be a certain kind of actor for me to like you this much Mm. like it's you it's not like the character is that cool which it sounds like captain marvel's super cool but like brie larson's acting is just very sweet but spunky yes and i like her like the the character is the character makes up for faults in this movie, mm. I think, okay. personally. So I really, I did enjoy it a lot. That's good to hear, Michelle. I agree. I also really liked this movie a lot. Um, going into it, I know people were like, "Ugh, Brie Larson, Brie Larson, if Captain Marvel, like this isn't going to be good." I didn't really care like who they cast. I just was more excited about the storyline, and it it didn't let me down. We got to see Fury and Coulson, and I got like a nice little strong female movie, which um, <laughs> Andre and I when we went to Disneyland a couple months ago met Captain Marvel <coughs> and there was a couple girls in line dressed like Captain Marvel and you know being as emotional as I am I started crying because they were like really excited to meet her <laughs> and it's just like cute to have like a nice strong female it's inspirational we got a female superhero y'all I really like it I think it's a good movie I like it a lot yes. Andre White or Michelle whoever why were people not into Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel? You know, the the criticism that I've read of her portrayal of the character is that like or what was the pre-problem or post-problem? Like as soon as she got cast, people were mad about it. Oh well, what there did was they want? there was like Not some her. controversy just just because <laughs> anytime a woman says anything, uh, people attack her, and that's that's basically all that happened before the movie came out. Brie Larson was like, "Yeah, I'm glad that there is a um, there's a strong female role model for for young girls out there. Um, it's finally time that we you know stick it to all the male superheroes and whatnot." And uh, you don't need a man to be a good superhero. And stu- stuff along yeah. those general lines. And people just started attacking They didn't like it, of on course. On oh, well, yeah. God forbid. And then also it was also hard because I think people had this motion like at the end of at the end of Infinity War, we get a little flash about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think people had it in their mind like, what was the point of having all of these characters if you're going to have Captain Marvel just come save the day? I think that's kind of why people had a bad gist of her going into her own individual movie, mm. which after Endgame, you kind of see like it really wasn't that way. You know, like yeah. they did not just, it was not about Captain Marvel. It no. really was about the other characters. So I think people had gripes even before her movie come out just because they thought she was going to be the savior of Endgame right. too. So um, well, well, sorry, we need a savior was, one was, time. It was yeah. just more like, I don't know. And it w- if you think about it, like yes, we have strong female characters in the Marvel universe. Obviously, we have Cap- we have <laughs> we have Captain Widow. <laughs> we have <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> we have oh, Black Widow and we have Scarlet Witch, but like we haven't had this like 
she's her own force. Right. Her own, own movie right. kind yes. of female superhero. Exactly. So I really dug it, but people weren't super excited about Brie Larson playing her, and they also just weren't super excited about Captain Marvel in general. But then you ha- also had other people who were super stoked about Captain Marvel. Like yes, absolutely. Because Andre, I know you were. I, I, I was I was very excited because I, I like Brie Larson. I've seen her in a, in a few other movies, most notably uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is another comic book movie mm. where she kind of plays like a bad guy, <laughs> a bad uh, a bad girl. Um, but she's she's just really good in in general. What and were people's problems after her portrayal? So after seeing the movie, people's problems with her were that. She seemed too stiff and like her character didn't have any personality, which I completely disagree with. I don't believe I that at all. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that that I think that's how I conflicted because she's trying to figure out what the heck sure. that she is. didn't know who she was for a fair amount of the movie. And that no, you know, but she still had a personality and her personality was hilarious. Exactly. I loved it. It was yeah. so playful, but also very spunky. And yeah, I don't know what anyone would have wanted. Like, I don't know if yeah. any. No one would have been happy. If any actress had played this character and had gotten the reception that she had gotten before the movie even came out, if anybody would have said anything differently, you know, she could have acted completely differently and they still would have been like, she has no character, she has no personality, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was great. People can calm down. But I thought she was great. I think she's a really fun Marvel character. Like, I really like her backstory and everything. And then it's also kind of cool how we got where the word Marvel came from, you know? So that was fun yeah. as well. So That's very interesting, yes. Let's go ahead and go through this. Why is she so conflicted? Um, okay, we begin uh, this film uh, as a uh, 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 lady uh, wakes up on... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, she she uh, uh, appears... Actually, wait. Is the first shot... The first shot is her having a nightmare. She's having a yeah, dream. Yeah, she's having a nightmare. Um, so you can... We're basically introduced to Captain Marvel in the way that this movie's going to be. There's a lot, a lot of flashbacks in this movie to her past memories. So we start with this flashback. She's remembering that she was in a crash. She doesn't really know what happened. Basically, she was bleeding the um, blood. Captain Marvel, we shouldn't call her Captain Marvel. What do they call her? Veers. Veers, thank you. So Veers is on Cree. <laughs> That's not what the planet's called, or is it? Um, with the Cree. I don't know where they live. She's exactly. on a Cree planet. They're on a Cree Kala. Thank you. Kala. They're on Kala. Is it Hala with an Kala. H? Hala, Hala, <laughs> um, which is which owned made me by laugh because Kree. it was like <laughs> it's owned by which the Cree. Which I really <laughs> like. Um, we've gotten Cree in other movies, right? Guardians. So Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we know who the Cree are. Yeah, Shield. We got a lot of it in Agents of Shield. So the Cree are basically this a war race. Yes. Yeah, a war race. That can they're just they're kind of crazy, and they have an AI leader, which I still think is the creepiest thing ever that they have. The supreme intelligence. Yeah, I think that's so creepy. Mm -hmm. So um, Veers is here, but she doesn't really remember how she got there. They basically just tell her, "We saved you, and we from Earth. We saved you from Earth, and we gave you these powers, right? Yes, on a a chip on your neck. mm -hmm, So she has a chip on her neck, which apparently they gave her." These powers that she can blast things with her fists, which also just yeah, reminds she really reminds me of like Iron Fist at the beginning, just like pew pew. <laughs> um, she's and really she's training, but she's also questioning a lot of things, like just her past. She's remembering things, and nobody's really giving her answers, which yeah. is sad. But she also doesn't seem too upset. 
that uh, you know she doesn't have like a yeah. like a long memory. She's she's on the Star Force uh, team, which is a Star team Force. of. Uh, <laughs> warriors that mm-hmm. go out and run missions and stuff like that, um, and she's happy on her team. She's 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 not like the leader, but she's like second in or third in command. Yeah, she like likes that. her team, but her team doesn't particularly seem to like her. Her leader is played by none other than Jude Law, Jude and Law. I really like him in this role he's because very good. he seems to really care about her, but he's also conflicted, and you kind of have to like figure out why he's not. Like, he likes her, he cares about her, but he seems to have some issues. Um, he, s- he keeps telling her that she needs to be able to control herself yeah. um, because she wants to use humor and she wants to use, like, just non-Cree, like, her human, honestly, her humanity side yeah. to fight and to find out information, and that's just not the way they do stuff He's there. Like, tone it down a bit there, Veers. Yeah, so he wants her to be less her and more Cree or more... Yep. In line with the AI intelligence. Which so basically, yeah, basically his way of doing that is taking her to the supreme intelligence. Right. Which, uh, it just creeps me out. So AI, AI creeps me out. So pretty much <laughs> what they do is everyone, at least everyone in in this fighting, uh, in the Star Force, you can't really tell, like, is everyone on the planet available to the AI or whatnot? Right, yeah. But anywho. It's mainly Star Force. Right. So they go and, like, they're... Their leader, their general, their head of head, head, head mm-hmm. is the supreme intelligence. And what you do is you get um, kind of plugged in mm-hmm. to the supreme intelligence and someone from your past or your present who is the most influential to you. The person that you respect the most. You respect the most is presented to you like the, the AI is presented yeah, to you in their form, form and pretty much directs you into whichever way it wants you to go. And that's, either. that's very good because um, in the comics, the Supreme Intelligence, it, it doesn't appear to you as the person you respect the most. Oh it really? is basically just a big green floating head with Ew. a bunch of eyes and tendrils for hair that, uh, <laughs> that God like Almighty shines no. down on you. Can you guys see that? Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, that looks like the, the face yeah. of Bo. He kind of you know, nasty. From uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's yeah. a big old alien creature looking dude. Well, so and I guess that I'm helped move their version. plot along because... This female that she was having a dream about um, is the female that the AI appears as. So then she's like doubly confused, like, whoa, this girl that I had a dream about is now who the AI is presenting as itself, and she can't even remember who that female is. So she's looking at this, and she sees someone in what we know as as earthlings <laughs> as, yes. as a viewer we know that we're looking at someone on an air force field mm-hmm. we know that we're looking at a like a either a pile a, a pile a pilot or a like someone in the air force yeah. um as th- this lady um and she's even wearing like like a flight suit like a flight suit so you're looking at her and you're like okay so she had to have been involved with the air force some at least in air some force, way yeah um so, you know, she tells her, you need to continue on your path. You need to, like, let go of all distractions. Like, become who we created you. Not created you, but who we are priming you to be. Right. And then they go out on their first mission that we get to see. I mean, they've been out on other missions. Yeah. But they go off because they are primarily concerned about getting rid of this race who infiltrates and is just really awful. The scrolls. The scrolls. I like the scrolls. No, you don't. They're evil. Scrolls well. are bad guys. Scrolls I are like bad guys. I like how they look. Like it, the concept of them is cool. Oh, they're pretty mean. cool. Yes. Like 
they can they're basically transformers. <laughs> Transformers. They're shapeshifters. shapeshifters. Thank you. I like um, that. Transformers. So Transformers. Aliens in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically speaking, they are <laughs> they transforming. Are. So yeah, I got you. They're transforming. Bom, bom, bom. Luis, you want to explain what the scrolls are, what they do? They're aliens that duplicate you. Down to you. the DNA. Yeah, literally. Down to the Dunna. <laughs> Down, Down to the Dunna. Dunna. So all they have to do is see you. Then they can copy your entire DNA and also some of your more recent memories. And then they look exactly like you and can infiltrate. Which is really cool. That's what I meant. They're cool. Oh, yeah. So if you think about that, that's that's pretty fantastic. Because it's scary. Not it's terrifying for sure. You, you would look at your spouse or your child and not know the difference. Mm-hmm. You know. Are any of you real? Uh, well, wouldn't you like to know, right? Am I real? <laughs> Pinch what him. if I'm a scroll and I don't even know it? Let me pinch you. Well, you can pinch him, but I he's mean, still going to be him. This is just my my human overflesh uh, feeling nerve pain. Let me stab you real quick. Uh, if I bleed blue, then. Yeah, then you know, right? Then no. you know. But does the scroll bleed blue? Actually, or does no. It green scrolls, green? Uh, scrolls don't bleed blue, I don't believe. Do they bleed no. green? <laughs> they might bleed green, but I think if they're in human form, they bleed red. No, because when. One yeah, of because the they're scrolls, down to the DNA. When, uh, when one of the scrolls is a human. Got knocked out. He turned back into a scroll. Maybe because he lost concentration. He di- didn't he? Well, die he was though? dead. Yeah. When you oh. die, you turn back. Oh into well, a then scroll. I guess I'll just. But if you just. Nah, I can't just so <laughs> you trying to kill Andre to make sure he's Andre? No. That's rough. So what they do in the movie is they ask them questions like from the way, 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 way past that only that person would know, right? Yeah. Yes. And they have uh, you know uh, secret agent government codes. Secret agent codes. See. So they go to this planet on this new mission to track down an infiltrator from the Kree Star Force who has gotten into this, um, what seems like a refugee planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one of their guys is missing, right? It's like a rescue mission. Yeah, so they're going to, j- but he was in, he infiltrated them first. Right. So he's going to try to, well, they are trying to see if they can get them out. Um, and through a series of unfortunate events, literally, um, Carol, excuse me, Ver- what's her name? Veers. Veers, whatever her name is, is able to find the the guy. The guy. Yeah, her Star Force guy. Yeah, Star Force. I don't know what his name compatriot. is. He was so unimportant in this moment. Yeah, but he was just one of their team members. She finds the teammate, but then realizes he's a scroll. He's a scroll. Oh compromised. She lets compromise. everybody else know, and a huge fight breaks out where she gets separated from everyone. Yes. Well, she was already separate from everyone. She had gone into like a like a yeah. But I mean, the at the end base. of the fight, she well they they take her down. Well, she crashes down into the earth with the scrolls. They the scrolls take yeah they take veers. her oh. and they say Bavirs. Mm-hmm. They take her. They hook her up to a uh, big old brain memory machine. A big old. Uh, Digital Pensieve or Which whatever. Which is super Digital <laughs> they, uh, Oh my god, Digital Pensieve. I dig it. They attempt to extract her memories because... Which they're doing a pretty good job of. Yes. They figure out that what they want is on Earth. And uh, they are about to proceed to go there when Veers breaks out and gets the best of them. Well, and the reason that they know what they want is on Earth is because they, they're going through all of her, like, what we would know as earthly childhood memories. Like, you see her racing in a race car and someone tells her, like no, you can't do it. And then she's doing other things. She's like jumping off of things. And her dad is like, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. You're just a girl. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and she's go- they're going through all these memories and then it ends up on the woman again the woman who was in her dream the woman that was in the ai and now it's on this woman again the air force lady that's what the scrolls are focused on. yes and then the scrolls kind of keep going through the memory and keep going back and forth and veers in her head is like why are they doing this and she finally gains all that consciousness and is able to break free but then she realizes like this lady is important this lady's on earth and they know that this lady's on earth so now we all have to go there to i have to save her because they're going to try to i'm assuming kill her or infiltrate earth do whatever they're going to do with her whole alien takeover thing but we did forget the coolest part i'm going to say the coolest part one of the coolest parts about veers is as she travels in any kind of situation in the beginning of the movie, she has the coolest suit and the coolest hair. <laughs> <laughs> Louise doesn't like it. Well, you like Louise, you like her early hair. You like her Captain Marvel hair. Yeah. Her hair in this movie. Yeah. You, you like, like her mohawk? It's a mohawk in the suit? I like the one. It's a, it's a mohawk in the suit. Yeah. 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 So oh, okay. her suit head comes over so she can like fly through space or go underwater or whatever and her hair literally gets like put into it's like sliced up into a mohawk it's just the coolest thing it's It's very cool cool. Uh, i'm like all right i see you she had an actual mohawk in the comics so like her hair was like you know completely shaved on the sides and it was just a mohawk but she also still had that helmet that went up around it and the hair would stick out of it that's fantastic very cool that's a great nod Mm -hmm. me likey um not necessary to the commentary but it was cool but it was cool (laughs) you know what me likey what? When she crashes into Earth, we're in a new era, not our era. A <laughs> new era. An old era, An actually. older era. <laughs> um, the y- 90s. Yeah, she literally crash crashes out of the sky. You probably saw this in the trailer. Directly into a blockbuster video, which Hilarious. we all know don't exist anymore. Which is kind of sad. <laughs> it existed to It me made me though. feel so bad because it literally was the inside of a blockbuster. Yes. Like, do you remember getting out of school on a Friday? And this going was me. to the blockbuster? Walking yeah. around the entire blockbuster. And yes. you always walked around the outside because that was all the new releases. All the new releases. And you found all the VHSs you wanted. Oh, mm-hmm. good stuff. She crashes right into the center of it. So um, I think, actually, uh, they went to the last operating Blockbuster video to shoot this film, which is in Bend, Oregon. So that Blockbuster is a, a real working Blockbuster, I think. Still? I, don't, I don't know if it still is right now, but when, but they, it were, was when, when they, they were shooting they the movie, shot it. it was, yes. They actually had to change the logo on the building because they had updated to like a newer version and they needed to take it back to the 90s version. I love it. Yes. Very cool. Blockbuster is legit. So what do they, do they sell DVDs there? I think they still rent DVDs, yeah. Because it's a really small town and people still Mm go to uh, to Bend, Oregon. Are you you reaching for this? (laughs) I think she wanted to hold your hand. Or she wanted her white claw, I couldn't tell. I don't know what she wants. Um, (laughs) So yes. White claw. So Veers falls to earth. She she interrogates a security guard. She's like, are you the protector of this squadron or quadrant? Uh, Before that, (laughs) she like shoots a blow up poster of someone. Oh, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hilarious. From True Lies. Terminator. Oh. (laughs) Well, okay. Yes. she goes there, she interrogates the security guard, he points her in the direction of a radio shack, and she jerry-rigs a, uh, a communications device out of radio shack parts and is able to make contact with her with her Star Force And team. honestly, it's like very fitting, because I'm pretty sure there was always a radio shack by Blockbuster. I don't know <laughs> if that's true, but... Well, it's like, you know, subways and every <laughs> single... Every shopping center. Shopping center in yeah. America. Uh, 
She makes contact uh, through the through her communication device that consists of like tape decks and uh, Game Boys and whatever. I else love she's it. Got on there. <laughs> and uh, and Jude Law says, "Do not engage. Stay right where you're at. Don't do anything." Yes. Because the scrolls have probably invaded. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Nah, I gotta go protect this old white lady that's in my dreams." Right. And she and he's like, no, no, you don't. And she's like, no, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. The scrolls are definitely there, and they're infiltrating. And it's really creepy because they see some, like, surfers on a beach, and then they just look at them, and then they turn into them, and it's just creepy. <laughs> the scrolls are funny at first because it's like, hey, that one's mine. <laughs> I, I, I'm the surfer lady with <laughs> the yellow jacket. <laughs> um, you pick a different surfer lady. <laughs> so as Veers is finishing up her call because uh, the communication device doesn't last that long, who shows up but S.H.I.E.L.D. agents Nicholas J. Fury and Philip M. Coulson. I don't know if it's Dang, his name. full name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good because if you guys have listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know my favorite MCU character who is literally in the, char- in the movies for like three movies. Is Coulson. Phil, 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 Phil. I'm going to say, though, that Fury in this one is just epic. Fantastic. Yes. So we're because we're in the 90s, Phil Coulson has literally just joined S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And Fresh agent. And Fury isn't, like, he has bosses and stuff. Yes. He is not the boss. Right, he's not the director. He he definitely is, you know, in mid-level shield. Yes. So it's fantastic to see him, like, answering to other people and him training Coulson. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, like, what that looks like, taking a step back from Fury being so oh. one-eyed all the time. Because FYI, he has two, two eyes in this movie. Full two eyeballs. Working eyes. And um, some weird. technology that makes him look pretty young. Yes, they de-aged him. And so yeah, they did him and Coulson both. We have seen some de-aging before in the MCU. Um, they used it in like the first Ant-Man where they made Michael Douglas look young and they've used it to make Tony Stark looked young in the in flashback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made him look young. But this is not just one scene. It's throughout the entire, the entire movie. movie. And it's very believable. Samuel Jackson's probably in this movie for like like an hour and 20 oh yeah he's in like it a, you know a he's in it a ton gigantic amount and the the work that they do on his face to make him look young not that he looks like especially old right now in real life but he definitely looks younger than he does for sure for sure and i think the what what lends itself to this is that they make fury look so tired and like worn down in the newest movies yes that it's easier to take it back a couple steps, especially the fact that he has two eyes. Like, it makes it, like, there's definitely two an eyes. easier he has change. Hair. He has hair. <laughs> he exactly. Have, like, old man go Hair, he has hair. Yes. Patch. Yes. So it's easier, but he, they definitely did some good work on him, and he looks... Um, he looks really good. He looks like he's in his prime. Yeah, straight up. He looks like a young man. He doesn't look like... Sam Jackson. Cut up prime rib. <laughs> Like Cut he does up at the end. prime rib, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, Veers kind of explains the situation. Yeah, you've been infiltrated. There's aliens here. I have to. I'm here to stop them. Blah 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 blah. Nick Fury doesn't really believe her, but then as she runs off chasing what she says is a scroll, um, Nick Fury and Phil Coulson give chase. Uh, we see all of them leave, and then we cut back to the blockbuster, and Phil Coulson walks out of the blockbuster. And he's like, "Where'd everybody go?" 
because he's been replaced. So he's uh, Nick Fury is driving with the scroll. Wall that looks like Coulson. That looks exactly like Coulson. While Veers is uh, chasing a scroll that looks like a random. And I'm, I'm also trying to think in my mind that this is the very, very first time that these characters have ever even thought about an alien. Like, most of these Marvel movies, we know that aliens are real and there's these superheroes and all of that, but this is their very first encounter or interaction with any of that. So I'm sure Nick Fury's just, like, losing his mind. Well, and it's funny because when he looks at Carol, uh, excuse me, Veers, for the first (laughs) time, he looks at her and he's like, this lady is dressed in a Halloween costume Mm -hmm. and she's talking some kind of nonsense (laughs) and she definitely is not from another planet. Right. She's just crazy. crazy. Like she everything that's coming out of her mouth is insane. Yeah. And he, I don't even think he believes her for quite a bit. Like no. yes, Not she's until able to hears Colson on the phone really. Yes. Because she's able to like shoot stuff out of her hands, mm-hmm. but like I feel like you could explain that away in your own mind. Well, it's technology like, or something like hmm, that. Well, and someone she's got just crazy. like strong, like right. whatever. I think once he Colson, Colson calls him on the phone and he's like, wait, Colson's in the car with me. That's when he's like, oh, jeez, mm-hmm. like, this might be real. And eventually th- he crashes and kills that scroll. So the scroll turns back into its actual form. And then he's like a uh, WTF, basically. Right. <laughs> There's the green scaly thing I in my think car. Like as far as the Marvel Universe at large is concerned, the only aliens that they've interacted with. Uh well yeah okay I was thinking of Captain America the First Avenger which takes place in like the 40s but he was given a superhero and not yeah alien. no no, no uh, that's what I'm, that's what I was about to say it was just it was just the Red Skull interacting with the Tesseract which didn't actually have anything to do with aliens like he didn't meet aliens aliens didn't bring it to him and like they anything. probably didn't know that that was alien, alien they just thought it was some crazy thing right yes exactly um and so the first time the public knows about like aliens existing, I think, is Avengers. in the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. When, when the aliens invade. So, yeah. This what, 2012? I think, yeah. So, for Nick Fury in 1995 or whatever this is, this is probably pretty shocking to him. <laughs> probably? <laughs> probably? I mean, it is. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Friggin' cannot. And especially the fact that she looks human. Like, I know that the mm-hmm. scrolls can go back and forth, but she's human. Even though she's she is something has happened to her where she has Cree blood, we don't really know, but she's definitely from Earth. Yeah, because like she's Terran, if you know. Terran, I mean. yeah. Because like even Karen. the other Cree, like they're they're like white Cree, black Cree, black Cree, and like blue Cree. So the blue ones are obviously aliens, but I think even the black and white ones have like yellow eyes or something like that. Like I think. I Jude think there's. When you say black and white, are you saying like black and white people? Yes. Oh, okay. So like there's, there's like. They're uh, still not from Terran. They're yes, not from right. Earth. Exactly. So you could mark them as an alien without. Even though they trouble. look human esque. Yes. But the here's, humanoid. Here's Even the blue ones are human esque. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So human is, um, is indicative of being from Earth? Humanoid. Humanoid. They're all humanoid. We're all humanoid, but we're humans. <laughs> They're. Human-esque. Yeah. Human-esque. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't know. I just got philosophical. Sorry. So, Veers uh, is chasing a scroll onto a train, uh, an above-ground train <laughs> in L.A. Uh, so good. On the train, the scroll is in the form of, like, a man wearing glasses and then slips into the train and becomes someone else. Veers An old lady. Veers is walking through, looking at everybody, 
Stanley trying to see who's the alien, who's the alien, who's the alien. She's, she sees Stanley reading a, yeah. uh, a script from All Rats, which is hilarious. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, that's right. In this we'll movie, talk about it. <laughs> we can cry about it. Yes, in this movie, they have the, the opening credits with, uh, with Stan as all of the and all those cameos But after she sees him, she sees an old lady who s- smiles ever so sweetly at her and then Beers just bops her in the face real hard. Pow! Well, it's fantastic because after rewatching this movie, I was like, how did she know it was that one? That old lady was creepy. Well, she was creepy, but she, that lady passed her on the way into the train. Yeah. Right. So, so like she when saw she her getting Yeah, off she saw her walk off, and then she like looks at her and she's like, I just saw you walk off. You an alien. Boom. Yeah, she has, she has an old lady fight Dude on the and train. And the, the train people gang up on her like, stop beating up this old lady. But also that old lady, super super old lady had moves. So I just probably would have watched him and like, I don't know. I watched the, I watched the behind the scenes on this particular scene, this like train fight. And like all of the extras that they hired were just doing the best job. Like there's one guy. As soon, yeah, as soon as she hit the old lady, he goes, oh. <laughs> and they said that they loved that and kept that in. But also that as she was fighting, they had to have all the extras, like, trying to pull her off. Yeah. Cause, you know, you can't just have a young lady beat up an old lady, uh, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Alien, no matter aliens or not. Uh, so so all, of the, all the extras were there helping. What? She doesn't look like an alien. She looks like a helpless old granny. Exactly. Helpless? I mean, she's beating on her. Well. Like, yeah, the, the, the old lady, she's swinging around poles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's doing a straight-up rent Take act. <laughs> but apparently they filmed that in an actual train car like they had to build a train car like you know most times they'll build like half of one yeah. so that they can shoot it real nice but they built an entire train car and you know had to get in tight corners to to shoot all of this well that makes it even more realistic because it felt like tight quarters mm-hmm. yeah. but it's great because she ends up fighting like the old lady and she she just fights all kinds of different areas of the scroll on top of the train inside of the train and then takes it outside and it just it's good stuff. It's the first action scene where you kind of see how much Carol can do with that chip on her neck. Yeah. You know? So she's, she's, she's fighting, she's blasting, she's punching, she's kicking. She's doing a whole bunch of stuff. Fighting, blasting, punching, kicking. Oh, get it, Louie. Oh, wow. Louie just did it. Kick. Blasting and kicked. You know, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, though. All right. After that, <laughs> we got distracted with those kicks. <laughs> I believe, I believe Veers loses the scroll, and the scroll gets away. Um, and she ends up with Nick Fury, who pretty much corners her. Yes, and is like, explain all of this, <laughs> because oh, actually, I think I think she escapes too. She swoops up some new clothes, and then Nick Fury meets her yes. at, at a bar, um, a bar that yeah. she had frequented as an Earthling before her powers. And I don't think she knew that beforehand, but then when she yeah. got in it, she was like, oh, I think I've been here before. So, like, while this stuff is happening and she's on Earth, more memories are coming back to her. So we're, we keep having these flashbacks to things which are important just for her because she's remembering things. So she remembers this bar and she goes to this bar just because she's been there before and, and Nick Fury finds her. And, and she remembers the person that she was there with, which yes. is, like, the same friend in every memory yes which is cool she remembers her friend and nick fury and her basically decide to team up which is great um and she kind of tells him like i'm having these memories and this is do you know what this 
is, and it's like the plane place, right? And the plane then place. The plane place. Project they, Pegasus. Thank you, Project Pegasus. And so as a part of the Secret Air Force initiatives. He takes her there. Area fifty-two. Pretty much. Yeah, basically. Not um, basically, they go into this super secret government secret facility. Agent facility. Yes, <laughs> they make it in, and they are looking in the indexes to see her past. Pretty much, like find out who she is, who she was, so that they can see if they can find anything else about Captain Mar. Excuse me, um, the lady who she's trying to protect. Yes. So they find out that lady's name is Dr. Wendy Lawson. Uh, who had been working on Project Pegasus for a while. And then um, I believe we also find out that a pilot was killed in 1989 uh, who looked an awful lot like Veers. And we see her, like, in the back of a photo, yep. basically. So she's pretty convinced, like, that was her. And even Fury is kind of like, what? Yes. Are you sure? Mm, I don't know about that. And then another action scene breaks out. Yeah, Which is probably one of my favorite. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, Fury's boss, Vellers, I think is his name or something like Weird that. Weird looking dude. Keller. Keller. Um, gets taken over by a scroll. Yes, he becomes a scroll, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Um, and they they start they realize that Nick Fury is no longer with <laughs> with Shield and he's, he's with Veers on on this particular mission, and they try to try to stop them both. Um, they get out of there uh, by stealing a, basically like a prototype of a Quinjet. I love like. it. <laughs> yes. It's kind of awesome. A Quinjet. Um, and uh, they also have a stowaway, a big old uh, orange cat named Goose. Goose. I like Goose. Goose is pretty cute. Goose I don't even cat. like cats, and that cat's pretty cute. Yeah. Fury likes that cat. Yeah. Yes, he does. Oh, I, we skipped the scene where uh, Nick Fury used some tape to uh, <laughs> to escape out of, a, out of a room that was protected by a fingerprint. Lock and then, <laughs> and, then and then like a second later, Veer's like blasts open a door with her powers. He's like, wait, you made me play with that tape that entire time. <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to so see good. if you knew what you were doing. Yeah, so good. Test. Um, so they fly away. They fly to New Orleans, I think, or Louisiana, not New Orleans um, To find her friend. To find her friend. Name. I know her last name is Rambo, and I know her daughter's name is Monica. Maria Rambo. Maria. Maria, that's it. Maria Rambo is her her best friend and, and the co-pilot from uh, from the Air Force. Um, so she kind of tells Veers who Carol Danvers was, who she is, who. Which is like honestly, all that's like very emotional because we're we're not really going into her flashbacks a lot, but you could tell they are very very close. Well, like it's hard, too, because she shows up on the property, and immediately this little girl comes out to greet her, and she's like, Auntie Carol! Auntie Carol! And the little girl is so excited to she's see like, her. I told you she's not dead. Yeah, and she just, like, mm-hmm. you could tell, like, she meant a lot to that family. Mm-hmm. And then even when Maria sees her, she turns around and looks at her, and she could see the emotion all over her face, and Carol just doesn't know. She doesn't know. Can you imagine what that would feel like to be Maria? Not so much Carol. I right. mean, like, that sucks. Like, she doesn't remember. But to be the friend that's like, we were everything to each other and you don't remember me. So my friend's yeah. not dead, but also she doesn't remember who I am. And she's got all. powers. And she has superpowers. What the heck? Yeah. It's crazy. What the heck indeed. So, uh, Carol and Fury start explaining to them that, uh, you know, there's a big old alien invasion going on. And who should show up? 
but some aliens. Pretty good. Talos and the scrolls appear, and they. This is kind of like I take it back. This is my favorite scene in the this movie. Is, this is my favorite scene in the movie as well, because this has become a, like a twist, basically. Mm -hmm. So, I in my knowledge, as far as I knew, scrolls are bad. Scrolls were bad guys in the comics. They uh, are in the comics too. Absolutely, scrolls are super bad. They're the the Kree and the scrolls have been fighting a war for like eons and eons or whatever, and the Kree would enlist the help of the Avengers to fight off the scrolls. Also, in the Fantastic Four, there's a supervillain called the Super Scroll who has all the powers of the Fantastic Four, like, wrapped into one, one dude. So Scrolls are straight-up bad guys. So for this movie to show that Talos and his Scroll buddies were like, hey, we're not that evil, we're just, like, kind of refugees and kind of find our They're way in the world. They're trying to tell them, like, the real story, like, you guys have actually been terrible to us, mm -hmm. like, not the other way around. Yeah. We literally just don't have a planet and want like to live peacefully. you keep decimating all of ours and our people, so. Some revisionist history going on in the preschool war history books, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, been there. So the schools kind of appeal, <laughs> kind of appeal to their, all, all their good nature and, like, please help us and get us out of this situation and help us find our families and whatnot. I really like this scene, too, because it, it was a twist and it was also a twist I didn't see coming. So it makes, like, exactly. the yeah. whole second half of the movie, like, even more interesting. Right. So, yeah, they did a great job keeping you kind of in the dark that the Skrulls were actually going to be, like, good guys. And on top of it, they keep you in the dark because the Skrulls actually want to find Marvell, who, who they revealed to you, as Is actually Dr. Wendy Lawson. Yes. yes. Wendy Lawson, who was her Air Force um, her commander. commander. Mm -hmm. Yes. Was actually a Cree. So she was a Cree who realized the real history, right? That we're terrible and I need to help them. And I want to do something to make a difference. So she went to Earth to experiment on the Tesseract to create a space-like engine that could get the scrolls to a place where they'd be free of the Cree. Because this, this space place can basically become invisible. Like it... Right, it can like travel. Her, being her lab can become invisible. Yeah. That is orbiting around the Earth. Yes. Um, so they make their way up to the lab to find the tesseract. They get up there. Um, Maria Rambeau goes, even though it seems like basically a suicide mission. They're they're uh <laughs> they're revamping a prototype twin jet to fly into space, which it's never done before. They don't have space. Not a good idea, honestly. They don't like even really have guns or anything like that. They're just going up nope, there. Nope, they're literally just taking, like, an airplane into space. Like, yes. bye. Bye. It's awful. Um, so that's scary. Uh, but they get up there. They take Goose. With Nick. And Goose. <laughs> <laughs> I love Goose. They find the Tesseract. But they and pause. Yes. You missed... I am actually hilarious. When the scrolls are terrified of Goose. Yes, so that's so it. You go ahead, Michelle. You tell the story. It's so freaking funny. The scrolls come in, right, and they're like, what the heck? Like, this is bad. And Goose just comes up, and they're like, oh, get that out of here. It's like, scared of him. And, and Nick Fury holds it up like, you're afraid of this? That's this not thing, a cat. This cat. And they're like, that's, that's not, not a cat. cat. It's a flurkin. And they're like, you're insane. What's a flurkin? And even I was, like, at first, like, what the heck is going on? Like, that's ridiculous, right? So, apparently, Goose is not a cat. Goose is a flurkin. Which we find out more about yes. later. But a flurkin is basically, like, a freaking super scary monster. It's, mm -hmm. alien. it's an alien cat. Yeah, but he's dangerous. Got an octopus inside of its 
Wow. Yeah. Um, so that literally can. He's a mind flayer. This Pretty much. Yeah, basically, yeah. And he can eat like. Anyway. An no, but can he eat like a galaxy or something? Uh, here's, the, galaxy. here's the description of Florkins. The Florkin are alien creatures that resemble house cats. Unlike the common earth cat, however, they possess cognitive intelligence and can lay eggs. Their mouths Ew. contain pocket dimensions yeah. used to store and hold Monsters. almost anything. They can also teleport and summon tentacles with fanged maws from their mouths with which to attack and consume. Dude, Florkins so are no joke. But I still thought they were cr- they were crazy. I still was like, I nah, still thought they were crazy. Too. I was like, calm down. <laughs> Which is just so funny that Marvel had a flurkin, like, uh, and it must have just been like yeah, her weapon. As a pet. You know? mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so they go up to the ship. They find the rest of the scroll scroll refugees. Um, including Talos' wife, who apparently he hasn't seen in like years. Well, they didn't really know the refugees were up there. I think Talos did. Yeah. And that's why they wanted to go up to that lab so badly because he knew his wife and kid. And yeah, that's why he wanted to find Marvel because he obviously wanted to know like if she was able to find the energy source that could power them to get away from the Creed. But he also knew that his family and the other families were up there. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to tell anybody because you know if that information was, they would explode out. it. They would have went there, found them, blew that invisible ship up. And his wife and his wife little and girl, I'm assuming. Was it a girl? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I have a theory that he knew, the reason why he knew about that was he could, he was there with them. He was there with Marvel, but, you know, like any, it seems to me he's the leader of this race. Like any leader, he went out there to try to help more refugees, bring them together, and in turn lost connection with that. Uh, vessel and the refugees after Mar- Marvel died. Marvel yeah. died. <laughs> yeah. Something that's like that. That's why he was wanting to find it after that because, you know, he obviously he was there with that. That's my theory again. Or right. at least he knew that she had sent them to a ship okay. or a lab. Like, I don't know if he had actually been on that vessel, but. Yeah, or had been on Earth necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think that he was with them and then they got split up and then he knew where yeah. they had ended up. Um, <laughs> it was very heart, like heart wrenching, but heart warming at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like to realize, wow, it had been such a long time. Yeah. And because it almost seems like the kid didn't even like know that was her dad. Like. Right. It's been. Years. Like it's been. Like if the well, kid's like eight, it's been seven. You know what I mean? Has been going on for like ever. Yeah. Right. As I said, eons. So they're on the ship. They find the families. They find the tesseract, and as they find the tesseract. The rest of Star Force finally appears. They show up, and they had they had already signaled to Ronan the Accuser, the bad guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought was so cool. Yeah, that scrolls on Earth, and that it needed to be taken care of. And Ronan was gonna be like, "Cool, no problem, I got it. I'll blow up the entire planet or whatever." <laughs> you um, know, Ronan. <laughs> I got this. This is easy. <laughs> you know how Ronan do? We'll uh, we'll 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 fumigate that entire planet. We got it. <laughs> um, so as that's happening, they kind of tie up beers, capture, hook her up to the Supreme Intelligence one last time, and while she's hooked up to the Supreme Intelligence, she is able to get the final flashbacks and find out that when she was a pilot, Dr. Wendy Lawson, a.k.a. Marvell, took her out on a test of the space uh, space flight teleport engine or whatever. Yeah, like the Tesseract-powered... Uh, vessel that would be able to take these scrolls. Yes. Not so that she knew that's what it was. So they're going out on a test, and they are quickly under attack. Um, and, you know, Carol Danvers does her best to pilot them 
person is hurt, she reveals that she is an alien to Carol Danvers. And then basically it's like blow that thing up. They say, yes, you have to destroy the, the, the engine so that Star Force doesn't get uh, their hands on it. And then we see Jude Law step out of the shadows. Which I thought was intense because I I like I really like Jude Law's character in this movie. Like yeah, really really good. He's very conflicted himself, and so then when I kind of found out he was bad, I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> good. Oh no, yeah. this is good. Um, yeah, so he kills Wendy Lawson, right? Is yep. he kill, yeah, basically. kills Wendy Lawson. He kills her, and then um, Carol Danvers shoots the the he's space going to, He's and trying to what, kill her, and yeah. that's what gives her her power. She gets her powers directly from the Tesseract. So because she soaks up all of the powers into her body, they don't want to kill her because they can kind of use her, you yeah, know Yeah, they I can mean? use her as a weapon. So instead. they take her and, and basically wipe her memories mm-hmm. and, and that's so that. That's, uh, that all happens in a flashback. Carol Danvers like wakes up, overpowers the supreme intelligence. Yeah, she takes that thing out of her neck takes because the chip apparently off her neck. she thought the whole time the chip gave her the powers and made her able to harness her powers more it when it's actually suppressed. It's a, it's a power dampener. She rips that oh sucker off. I'm just a girl. And that song starts playing. Living in <laughs> captivity. <laughs> and no uh, doubt. And she powers <laughs> up. She becomes she becomes a super saiyan and just lays waste to everybody, on, everybody on that ship. And I remember that's when I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. She's hella cool. Very, girl. very cool. She's like girl power on the girl power. Like, she sets the bar for girl that power. That was like the most perfect song for the fight scene, too. It's worth having a discussion on, like... The people that got their powers directly from an Infinity Stone, their powers are are very powerful. So Mm -hmm. between Captain Marvel, Vision, Scarlet Witch, and I guess Quicksilver as well, they're all all of their powers came from Infinity Stones, and they're all super beefed up. You Mm -hmm. know, and if you think about it, because we just did Infinity War, all of the people who have those crazy powers are either out of commission for Mm -hmm. some reason. Carol's out saving the world, the, not the world, the universe. Um, Vision's hurt, yep. and Scarlet Witch is taking care of him, so she's not using her powers, using everybody else who has technology, or leaving everyone else who has like technology and other types of powers to fight. That's why right. Doctor Strange, I still think, is kind of holding them together, because at least he has a stone. Yeah. Yeah. He has a stone and can wield it, yeah. even though he doesn't get his pow- power from the stone. But he right. can use it. Yeah. But I agree, Andre. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. And it's so funny too because, like you said, I didn't pay attention to how cool Scarlet Witch was until Infinity oh, War. So cool. And once you really pay attention to it, it's like, oh my gosh. She was never well. really wanting to like let it loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she powers. was almost afraid of like the destructive yeah. power. Yeah. Hawkeye gives her like that pep talk in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. She kind of steps out of her shell a little bit. And then she makes a mistake in Civil War, mm-hmm. so that kind of takes her back down ever so slightly. Then, then at the end of Infinity gone, War, she's like, well, yeah, she has to really let do it. So it's going to be interesting in like, oh, five or six years, seeing where Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel are mm-hmm. in terms of their power levels. Because I think Scarlet Witch is going to like shoot through the roof. Oh, for sure. She's having her own power. show, too. Yeah. So. It's exciting. Is it going to be played by her or is it going to be a cartoon? It's going to be, be her. Ooh, cool. I like it. Yeah. I like her. Her and Vision and, um. Oh, yeah, and actually, favorite. actually, in that show, so I'll, I'll talk about this now. In the WandaVision show, Monica Rambeau will be grown up and on that show in some capacity. And in the comics, Monica Rambeau gets superpowers and becomes a superhero named Photon. Photon, yes. yeah. So Which I think did you see that her mom's um, 
which this plays in a little bit later too. But on the side of the picture of Maria's um, jet, it said Maria Photon Rambo yes. on her thing. So that was like a cool nod to that whole yeah, so like I think thing it's gonna too. Be real, I think that show is going to be awesome. Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. Like, Very mm-hmm. excited about it. Um, so yeah, so Carol is um, she's whooping butt on this on this uh, ship. I have the song stuck in she, my head. I know. I think Ronan begins firing his like super ultra mega bombs or whatever towards Earth. So Carol, uh, dude, bu- that was sick. She busts she just out like of the ship, bust through them, and uh, boom, boom, boom. and really, really powers up with no space. And I like that she gets like super glowy now. She has like just basically like power around her, like glowing, which is sick. Which is I think why she doesn't need a spacesuit. No. Like right, like per se, she literally is just she is in power. <laughs> so like in the comics. Um, Captain Marvel has the ability to absorb and dispel energy. That's her shooting her, her blast and whatnot. But when she absorbs so much, like a, like a, a, up to a certain amount, I guess, she becomes uh, uh, called uh, a character called Binary, where she is basically just like living energy, and she's super glowy, and they kind of represent that here in, in the movie by her glowing and having her glowing mohawk and whatnot. But that's what it looks like when she's... Uh, and she's powering through and flying through all the ships and stuff like that. That's intense. Yeah, it's it's very it's very cool. I like that. I like it a lot. I like her come up. Well, it's funny because when she leaves the ship, the the scrolls are trying to like evacuate out and trying to get all the families and everything out. And really, the only reason that they're able to do that is because um, Goose the cat is walking along, there stops, and opens his mouth because you think he's gonna like do a little like. And he literally tears people slurps and skirkins. And Nick Fury, like, <laughs> drops him. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he eats all of the uh, the Kree. Yeah. And the Space Force. It's gross. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. It's I was gross. not expecting that. But, but cool. But know? hilarious. Yeah. I wish my pet could uh, destroy my enemies like that, you know? You want Dougie to destroy your enemies like that? If they attack me and my family, yeah, let's go, Dougie. Come on. <laughs> 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 um, so Captain Marvel takes out all of the uh, the Ronin's ships. Ronin runs off. He yeah, literally but he's turns also around. Like, I'll come back for the weapon. I'll get the weapon eventually. But what are you thinking? He's referencing like her. the Tesseract or her? No, her. I think he's talking about her. I th- th- I thought so too. And it's funny because uh, that's in uh, almost like a little. Uh, Easter egg to the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series where well, towards the end, I forgot what that Kree dude is, like, kind of like the latest season, second to latest season of uh, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where there's a Kree commander on what's left of Earth mm-hmm. and he pretty much is gathering inhumans to fight. Wow. And the way that uh, that um, Ronan makes it seem as almost as like she is the weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of makes it seem to me like she he wants to use her in some type of sport of some sort. You know. Well, I wouldn't put it past him. He's a creep. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a crazy creep. Creep. They they might yeah. just have a thing with making people fight each other because that. Well, yeah. I mean, so do humans. I mean, <laughs> I we were doing it in Rome, were we not? I wonder if he was planning on taking her to be a champion for the. Co- uh, not the for sure, the Grand, the the Grand, Grand Master. Master. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. That'd be cool. Cool, cool tie-in. Um, so, Carol destroys all the all the pre-ships. She, she, she saves everybody. 
but um, Jude Law is still alive. He's still uh, upset. <laughs> so so she goes down to Earth to fight him. He's like, this is your chance, Veers. Turn off your powers. Fight me like a real person. That's the only way you can prove yourself. Prove yourself to me. Prove yourself to me. Um, and she goes, you know what? I have nothing to prove. And she just blasts him out of the sky. And uh, It's fantastic <laughs> and because you're expecting it body. to be like this huge fight. And she's just like, no. Like, Boom. I don't care about you, dude. Please. It's fantastic. She zaps him and sends him back to Hala to, uh, as a warning. She's like, hey, don't mess with me. I'm protecting Earth now. Around it. Um, so she does that, and that's basically the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, There's some good Easter eggs in this movie. She, she takes she takes the scrolls and flies off into space yeah. to find them a refugee hole. She basically, I, 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 she has a little cutesy a scene with Monica Rambeau's daughter, like trying. She doesn't want to wear the green suit anymore, right? Because yeah. it's like bad, and so she helps her pick the colors for it and gives her her leather jacket back and. They have, like, a cute little moment, yes. like, with her and the family. Just basically like, hey, you got to go save the universe. Mm-hmm. And Carol gives Nick Fury a modified pager that uh, yes. she tells him to use in case of emergency. Only a real emergency, not no fake phony emergencies like uh, alien invasion on Earth in the Avengers. Anyway. Um <laughs> and he honestly doesn't use it for, like, 30 years. Yeah. Not right? Really it's a while. Twenty-something. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps his word. I mean, they're kind of, they're like pretty close at that point. My favorite thing, though, is that Nick Fury decides to keep the cat, so he wants to keep Goose the flurkin, and he's like making cutesy faces with the cat, and the skull <laughs> is like, I wouldn't do that, right? Mm. And he's like, Oh, who's a good goose? Who's a good goose? And he goes, Wow! And literally scratches his eyeball out. No, he like just scratches the eye. It's yeah. like at first, it's, it's just like, like a little tiny cat scratch. And then over the next, like, two scenes, it gets worse and worse and worse. Because it probably got an And then he loses the eye. And I love the annoyed. fact that we finally have a, <laughs> a uh, explanation for his eye, which then reminds me, uh, for his uh, pirate patch, which then reminds me of that scene uh, in uh, Age of Voltron? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, where he's like, Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. <laughs> that's exactly right. that's so funny. So you trusted uh, Goose? It's, it's, it's very funny because, like, you know, you we've seen Nick Fury in, in all of these movies previously, and he's always had that eye patch, and he's always had the scars around his eye that are, like, these deep gashes over, mm-hmm. his, over his eyebrow or whatever. And it's like, I mean, oh, man, makes sense that he really got messed up. Yeah, some some kind of crazy monster must have attacked him. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it also was a cat. Also was a kitty cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little tabby. He keeps him though, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. And doesn't the flurkin he freaking eats the tesseract? Yes. Yeah. Some form of the tesseract. The so that's why tesseract. Fury keeps him, and he's like, okay, whose side you on, goose? Yeah, we we got the tesseract. It's right there. It's in there somewhere. In the pocket dimension. Oh, yeah, yeah, because who is it? Like, I think um, Coulson comes in and gives him the status report saying they couldn't find the Tesseract, right? Yeah, exactly. And then he just kind of looks over and goes like, oh, it'll turn up. (laughs) Hilarious. It's coming out of there one way or another. I like that. And he throws it up at the end. He throws it up in the post Then at the very end, the post credit. Yeah. Sure enough, guess what happens? And actually, in the Avengers, the 2012 movie, um, like one of those first scenes when they're experimenting on the Tesseract, that portion of the shield base is called Project Pegasus. Mm-hmm. So it's still Project Pegasus carrying over and experimenting mm-hmm. on Tesseract stuff. The good stuff, good stuff. Have we got Easter eggs? We do have Easter eggs. We have Easter eggs up the rear. 
Um, isn't that fun? So when Michelle just brought this up, when um, Monica is cycling through all of Carol's different um, color schemes um, for her outfit, those are actually all historically worn um, outfits for Carol in the comics. Yeah. So the green and gray outfit was originally worn by Carp- Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, and then the water bird is when she's like black. Yeah. Um, and then the multicolored neon one was a fun experiment, apparently, which I thought that one was sick. Cool, right? <laughs> the neon one. I was like, I'll wear that to a rave right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? I thought it was super cool. Um, pretty much, apparently, Doctor Lawson uh, Marvel is like exactly like she was in the comics, like. All the way down to the fact that, uh, excuse me, she was almost exactly like she was in comics, except for the fact that she was a man. Yes. So oh. she was like Walter Lawson, but everything about the character is pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. So they just chose to choose a woman instead. It's cool. Like the, the Captain Marvel, the first Captain Marvel was a man. It was this Marvel person from Cree. He had on these like bands mm-hmm. that he wore on his wrist, and those gave him his powers. And then those, all, all that got transferred to Carol Danvers in like an accident when she was flying a, a, an Air Force uh, plane. So we talked about the the photon thing on the side of Monica Rambeau's, um, what do you call it, on the side of her plane. plane. The same thing we see in a post-credit scene is... Um, on Carol's n- plane. On Carol's plane, yeah. it says, Carol Avenger... Um, Danvers, and that's what prompts Nick Fury to change um, the name of the Protector Initiative to the Avenger Initiative, um, which, which is pretty I cool, like. because then that shows you why the Avengers are called the quote-unquote Avengers. Um, She's always been an Avenger. Yes, so that's really, that's actually kind of really cool, because She's then you're like, like, I've been here. She, like, oh, you thought he was the first Avenger, you thought Cap was cool, no, 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 right, yeah. I was the first Captain, <laughs> and I was also the first, first Avenger. Avenger. Sorry, I, I even like in Endgame when she's like, they're like, well, where have you been? Like, you know, taking care of the whole universe. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry not about it. This measly planet. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> timeline speaking. Good for you. She's, she's not the really. first Avenger, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess Cap was around before her, but he was he was, he was uh, busy being frozen for most of his time. Yeah, and it wasn't <laughs> called the Avengers then. <laughs> That's true. She's like, I'm the reason you called Avengers. No, no, Okay, Louise, no. I know, always <laughs> and forever. Um, so apparently, like... I am Bucky. Whoa. <laughs> well, we, we, we will talk about, you know, how that plays out in our relationship moving forward. Um, in multiple situations, they talk about Budapest and what happened in Budapest. Um, the first time they talk about it in the Avengers, and it's when... Uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye are talking when they're fighting in mm-hmm. the 2012 movie, um, with the invasion of New York. And then Nick Fury references it when he talks to his boss and he's like, you know, what was in Budapest? And what happened in Budapest? We need to know. I know, right? Um, the Stan Lee cameo was really important in this yeah, one. Yeah, with the last one. It was really interesting because then there was like a really interesting like thank you Stan after the movie, it which was, was cool. Another cool thing was that when um, Carol's getting on the subway to fight the crap out of that old lady, um, there's a lady with um, red hair and glasses who got off the um, the subway, and that is a writer for Captain Marvel who actually um, like created the persona of Carol Danvers that we know. Ah, so she was the writer behind gotcha. all the comics, which is really cool that Thank she got you. to be in the movie. 
Um, there's a whole bunch of Top Gun references, which is like big for the time period. Yeah. Um, there's a couple Pulp Fiction Easter eggs, um, which is really cool. You guys will have to see the pictures. I can post them. There's also a um, the Godfather um, reference, which is funny. They say, leave the gun, take the cannoli. And in this one, they say, leave the lunchbox, take the tesseract. So oh. it's like a, you know. Anywho, I'll show you guys the pictures. Trying to get some 90s references in there. Trying to get those references. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's pretty pretty interesting. Oh, and then there's the Endgame teaser, too. Yeah. There's just yes. teasers everywhere in another. I was the, the, the Endgame teaser that's at the end of this movie where they're studying the, the pager that Nick Fury dropped. They're like, uh, what's happening? It's, it's just stopped beeping. Get it, get it back to work. They turn around, and then Captain Marvel's just right there. And she's like, where's Fury? Yes. Which is cool, but then that movie, uh, that scene doesn't actually end up in, in the final well, version of that scene. I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be like the middle it's piece. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, wait, and when people are confused why Captain Marvel's in the movie, like, that's why. Right. You know, they just kind of filled it in. Exactly. That's why you got to watch everything all the way to the end with these yeah, movies man. or you'll miss some important, watch I swear. Alright, all money. Oh, money. Uh, money me. I don't think it, it made as much money as we think it did. Oh, well, that's a good question. What, how much money do you think it made? I don't know, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> more than I make in a year? A couple mil. Just a couple more. Just a couple more than that as well. Um, this movie, I don't actually have its production budget. Um, but 300 mil. It, it had a domestic budget, or a domestic uh, run through of 426 million. So All right. 426 in America. And foreign. It made seven hundred million dollars. So Do it worldwide. This movie made one point one billion dollars. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. It was it did very well. This well, people is, liked it then. I I think this year, twenty nineteen, Disney has made eight billion over eight billion dollars at the box office. It's Marvel movies, with, or just in general. Disney, Marvel, and Pixar That's together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a lot of there's a lot that came out this year. This made a bill. Endgame made two bill, two point seven bill actually. Um, Aladdin made a bill. Spider Man made a bill. Actually, they didn't make it. They didn't make Spider-Man, the Spider Man, but, but Toy Story four. Toy Story four. I don't think it made a billion, but it, it made a lot. And then Lion King is on its way. And there's still more to come. Yes. So this is. Uh, I think once if they get past ten billion dollars, they'll have made more money than any other studio in a single year, ever. You know. I would say so. My God. Disney's taking over. But what else is new? That's okay. We have a different podcast. We'll, we'll <laughs> like be, I'm we'll upset right. about it. Like, I'm <laughs> like, all right, cool. Um, I'm going to have a Disney doctor. I'm going to have a Disney <laughs> car. Disney <doctor. laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, God. You have goofy syndrome. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <Truth>. <laughs> um, Donald Duck is going to be my new therapist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get angry. Um, uh, so ratings. Um, so as we had discussed before, before this movie came out, Brie Larson had begun a lot of a lot of flack for saying stuff about being Captain Marvel <laughs> being a good thing or whatever. Sorry so that she likes girl power. So I don't know on so. Rotten Tomatoes, this movie got reviewed bombed. So people went in before the movie had even come out and were writing terrible reviews about the movie. And it hadn't even been out yet, just because they were mad at Brie Larson. Yes. Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes has since then changed the way that they uh, do like audience scoring and stuff like that. Like it's not up live before the movie comes out or anything. Which is pretty smart. But for <laughs> this movie in particular, its audience score is 55%. So that's that's rotten or whatever. Its tomato meter score is 78%, though. 
don't so agree with either great. of those ratings. Mm, yeah. Fifty five. Fifty five. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, it's I'm wild. telling you, that's why. Like when we went into seeing this movie, I wasn't as excited about it because people were filling my head with lies. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was like, "Y'all can calm down. This movie was great." Right. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't bad at all. So that being said, what would you give it, Michelle? I'm giving this movie a nine out of ten. I think. It's a solid standalone movie. I'm not going to compare it to any other mm-hmm. Marvel movies, but as a standalone female superhero movie, it was fun. It was engaging. It had a good storyline. Um, it had a lot of funny moments and also serious and heartfelt moments. had a good girl power song in it, so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I like the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to watch it again. It's really good. Agreed. Same. Emily, same. I'm, n- I'm just going to give it a whole same because all, what I said. all of what you said was good. I liked the music. I liked the music choices. Mm-hmm, I liked good. the 90s choices that they chose to put into the movie. I think they did a good job replicating the time period. Um, I love like the callbacks to other movies. I just think they did a really good job. It's just a good standalone movie. Like I would feel comfortable if I had like a four-year-old daughter and like all of a sudden they want to watch superhero stuff, I'd just put on Captain Marvel and be like, here you go. I won't even lie. We bought an Avengers shirt for Addie and it has Carol Danvers, Nebula, and um, oh my God, so cute. what's her name on it? Which? Um, Black Widow. No, I think it's uh-huh. Black Widow. But I don't even care. See, I care that it's uh, Carol. <laughs> Carol on the yeah. in the middle. She, like I said, when we were in line at Disneyland, and I was like, look, babe, there's superheroes for little female girls now. Because I never, I didn't grow up with, like, superheroes. That, like, wasn't a thing. Yeah. Really, it was still, like, very princessy, yeah. you know? And, like, superheroes had blown up, obviously, since we've been teenagers and adults. So I just thought it was so cute. There were so many little girls dressed up like Carol Danvers, and it made me feel happy. Yeah. It's 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 very cool. Lou, your rating? Eight point eight. Eight point eight. Dang, that's <laughs> real specific. <laughs> yeah, I would have given it eight point five, <laughs> but I'm giving it a point one because you explained the eye patch on it. Mm-hmm. I'm so giving funny. it a, a point, another point one because you explained how they end up getting the tesseract mm-hmm. after it quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, disappeared. Um, although I am going to remove a point one because you don't get understand how she got it from the eyes, okay? True. But I'm going to add another point two because the scrolls were hilarious. <laughs> they were <laughs> hilarious. Eight point eight. <laughs> All right, eight point eight for Lou. I'll take it. <laughs> I like Emily's face. He has justification for every single point in his in his point scale. So good stuff. All right, babe. for his tenth of a point. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give this movie an 8.5. I liked it a lot. I don't think I'd put it in, like, it's not in my top five Marvel movies. Well, see, and I think that's why it's hard for my 8 point. I'm trying to compare it. Yeah, like, if I say, like, it by itself, I think is a 9. But, like, when I compare it to other 9 movies that I've given it, then I'm like, oh, well, it's not as good as Winter Soldier that I gave, like, a 9.5. No way. I'm ignoring all the other Marvel movies. That's what I'm doing, too. So I agree. If you guys want, you know what we should do? We could rank Marvel movies. We could rank all of our Marvel Mm. movies and put it in the crack in the vault notes, and you guys can see what we think. That sounds like a lot of work, but I'll do it. Oh, God. (laughs) I've done it before. Um, So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have the white claw (laughs) sunscreen. I'm I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10. Um, like you all said, it had some really funny moments. So all, all the 90s stuff was, was really good. All those uh, pop culture references and, and whatnot. Um, I really liked Brie Larson as, as Captain Marvel. I think she did a really good job. And I'm excited to see more of her going forward. And I 
really, really liked the origins of Nick Fury in this movie. She's like, what's your name? It's like, it's Fury. She's like, does everybody call you Fury? He's like, yeah, my mama calls me Fury. And <laughs> your grandma? Ridiculous. They all call me Fury. I'm Fury. Nobody uh, calls me Nick, but that's how he knows that other person's his girl. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So good. So it, it was really cool seeing a different version of a character that we know and love. And it's exciting that he got to play a different version of the character he's going to play. For so sure, because I, I won't I even lie. Sometimes, oh, see, sometimes I'm like done with yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. Like, it's a little much. And this was good to see it's him, so like, good. how he got to get that way. It's cool to go from this. Nick Fury, and then there's like a completely different version of Nick yeah. Fury. Yeah, I told Andre Spider-Man. that when we go to Oogie Boogie Bash at Disneyland, he should be Nick Fury, and I'll buy a Florkin, and then he could just hold the Florkin around, like <laughs> carry it around. The That'd park. be hilarious. My goose. Yeah, this is my goose. That might be fun. Um, you should just carry a goose. Oh, dude. That would be funny. <laughs> That kind of would be funny, but I don't know if I can find a stuffed animal goose. Heck yeah, you can. Mother goose. Um, Mother goose. <laughs> with the freaking body. They're out there. Yes. Mother goose. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's it for this this particular episode. You have like a little story box. A basket with cookies. What are we listening to, or what are we watching for episode? Do we have any seven? emails? Oh, yes, we do actually. Oh, God, we're all over the place. We got, we got emails from Kevin. He's got some good questions. Yes, thank you for Kevin, reminding me. Kevin, you got me. questions? Kevin's got questions. Kevin, Kevin what do you want to know, man? Kevin has yeah, what do you want to know, babe? A question. <laughs> what One moment. Come on, Let's find it. Where did it go? Hey, well, while Andre takes his sweet time. No, quit with the doo-doos. To save Sweet. time, I'm going to tell you what we're doing next week. Michelle doesn't want to do it, but I I'm know. excited. We are going to watch. Wait, are you excited? No, because I'm going back to school. Oh, <laughs> oh well. We are watching Noken. Pinocchio. Noken. That's what I called it when I was little. 1941 classic animated I'm not film. excited. Pinocchio. I'm very excited. I like how you say it just like Mario. You think I think like one of the only Mario Disney Luigi movies Pinocchio. that Andre and I really disagree on. He's very excited and I do not like Pinocchio. I, like Pinocchio. I rewatched it my senior year of high school. It was terrifying. I didn't like That's it. That's like eight or nine years ago. That's fine. I still didn't like it. That's fine. Dude, you're basically <laughs> an adult. How's it terrifying? It was scary. We'll talk about it. Sounds like you guys got uh, strings attached to you. I ain't got no strings on me. I ain't got no strings oh on me, Ultron. <laughs> I ain't got no strings on me. But I know that me. we've had a lot of listeners that have been wanting us to do Pinocchio. We've had it in a couple votes, and it's been, like, number two a lot of the times. So let us know how you guys feel about Pinocchio preemptively. Wow. At which point we will then talk about why Luis calls it Pistachio. Pistachio. <laughs> and what did you call it? Noki? Nokin. Nokin. <laughs> Big sum of no out. No kin. No kin. Trading polls. Different countries. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, they're in Europe. <laughs> you guys, we got a question. Oh, God. From our Australian fan, Kevin C. All right. He says, hey, Walt Vault, I have a question for you guys. Question. With, with the Marvel movies at a close at the moment, mm. what other Marvel superheroes would you want to see? Mm. Also, what do you guys love about Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge? Mm. I watched videos about it, and it looks amazing. Please keep up the good work and can't wait for more episodes. Oh, also with the announcement of Frozen 2, is the least looking forward to it. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love what you do and looking forward to more episodes. Louise 
Denise, okay. let's let you go first. Are because you, are he's you already excited? scoffing in the corner. <laughs> are you excited for Frozen 2? Only if they kill off Olaf. <laughs> Whoa! Kill off Olaf. Kill off Olaf. <laughs> and you know, I'll let, I'll let it. I will let him have his day in the sun. Early. <laughs> day and in let the him sun. go out in a heroic way. Heroic way, he'll be happy if he goes out. Okay? No, I won't be happy if he goes out in a heroic way, but I'll allow him to. <laughs> he'll allow it. Gosh, you know, one of these days your daughter's gonna love Olaf, and you're gonna be real upset. Hey, you have two daughters. You have like Anna and Elsa. And how many Olaf things do we have in this house? <laughs> what if they want to build snowmen? I That's wore absolutely an Olaf fine. The other day. There's really nothing like wrong it. with Frosty. Like it. It okay, there's nothing wrong with Frosty. Right, Olaf well doesn't wear a hat. That's his problem. True. He's uh, not as now now you have Luis's <laughs> answer, Kevin. I hope that suffices your um, wishes and wants. What Marvel characters do we want to see? Well, I'm going to go ahead and say since we touched on Photon, I'm actually very excited for that because I love Scarlet Witch. I love Vision. And why not we just throw a Photon in there? Why <laughs> not? I know this is irrelevant because he's not a new superhero character, but he's going to have a new persona per se. Um, let's see what Bucky's got. What's his Winter Soldier got? Mm. He's going to be a... Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> He's oh, going to be a so whole hard. new character on the show. He's grown as a person. He's going to be a whole new hero. A whole new hero. <laughs> I love me some Bucky. Andre, any uh, new characters? Um, I like how you just left me here. Yeah, well, we don't need your opinion. No, let's go to Emily. All right, Emily, go ahead, you, Emily. What do you think? You're not Bucky excited? is so awful. Whatever. He smiles now. He's smiling. <laughs> any 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 Marvel people you would like to see? Well, I won't I won't lie. I'm not a. I don't know a lot about Marvel characters that we haven't already seen in the universe. Same but case. what I am interested, what I am like so stoked for movie wise, which they have already said is coming out, is Doctor Strange's oh, like horror movie. Of madness the or multiverse something. of madness. I Come on. am a about it Come because at me like I it. talked in the last uh, episode even though I think he w he overacted in that movie I think like you said I, I he probably was told to do that yeah but because he, he didn't do that in his first movie no right. I love Benedict I love the idea of Doctor Strange and time travel I love the idea of manipulating our timeline I just love that and then you add the like horror on top of it you add like a like one movie multiverse meaning like it's it doesn't seem like it's going to be like every Connected. movie from then on right. is going to be a multiverse it's just like just centralized mm -hmm. i'm cool with all I that i honestly think that's, that's a movie that us four are going to have to go see together because i don't like scary stuff i don't like horror movies and emily really does no. it's a marvel movie so i think we can dig it i think yeah. us four can go i'm ready yeah. and break i already know andre's answer it starts with a b and ends with an e blade Oh, baby. Yeah, Starts with a B. Andre has been talking nonstop about Blade, and I don't even know who Blade is. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> this, oh. is, this is, this is uh, number one. Blade is a vampire hunter. Oh, yes, I know who Blade is. He's also half vampire himself. They call him the Daywalker. A vampire huh. bit his mother while she was pregnant with him, and that imbued him with some of the abilities of a vampire. But he can walk out during the day. He can he can enjoy some sunlight, and uh, his thirst <laughs> for blood isn't quite as high as every every other vampire out there. So he uses okay. he uses his uh, vampire skills to kill vampires. It's pretty cool. That's cool. I know.
know who Louie wants to see on the silver screen. Hulu. Hulu. Hulu? Maybe I'll put it on Hulu. <laughs> who is it, Emily? Who do you want to see on the silver screen? Starts with a D, ends with an L. Daredevil? I wish. That's exactly oh. what I was going to say. I wish, too. I that wish they would redo... Uh, uh, but he well, wants Charlie Cox on yeah, the silver screen. Yeah, it has to be. Like, <laughs> why not? That's the thing, is that I think Netflix's deal with their Marvel characters that they produce shows for on Netflix, uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist, I think they're all still tied up for another two years. And since Netflix canceled those shows, Disney can't use them in any of their stuff until Dang, those contracts are ended. Rough. I'm good with that. Here comes 2025. Yeah, I'm truly hoping that they just carry them over into the Marvel Universe in some way or another. If they continue their shows, if they put them into like a Defenders 2 kind of situation, somehow or another, I want those characters and those actors Daredevil was back. the last season we got, right? The one I didn't watch? Jessica Jones was well, the last one. Well, we didn't watch Jessica Jones yet. Yeah. Oh, you know, I haven't but seen But there Jessica was a Jones Daredevil, right? I haven't seen... Is Daredevil with Fisk? Yes. That's the season you watched without me. Correct. And, you and it, it was, was it was fantastic. It was so good. You watched the Jessica Jones? Yes. Is it good? Also very good. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. we'll start it. And I didn't particularly think, like, the second season was fantastic, but the third one, Luis and I kept looking at each other like, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> oh, my God. like 10 ebbs, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I'll knock it out next weekend. Yeah, let's knock it out. Um... So yeah, so and also you're getting crack content right now, okay? This is straight yeah, crack content. Well, you know what? When crack. our listener asks a question, that's very nice. <laughs> no, for um, sure. I, I will say you that uh, of the crack. Crack I agree the with Emily that I don't know a lot of comic characters. I really know Marvel from what I've seen. But I will say that I am very excited for this new movie character called Shang-Chi. Yeah. Andre, you want to explain what that one is? Oh, yeah, Louie told me. She's not excited. No, I think it sounds good. And The Legend of the Ten Rings is the movie that's coming out. Sounds like the Lord of the Rings stuff. Shang-Chi is a character who doesn't really have superpowers. He is just the greatest martial artist in this. The reason I'm excited for it is because I like watching martial arts. You like washing him? That's washing good. Martial arts. Washing martial arts. Well, isn't he the one who like quote unquote taught like cap and stuff like in the in the comic books? Um, no, I mean at, at some point he is he has become he's a martial arts him. teacher. Yes, so he's trained the Spider Man. He he taught him to create his own fighting style called Spider Foo and stuff like that. Um, Spider Foo. <laughs> I think my excitement just went away. <laughs> <laughs> that that probably won't be happening in this in this movie. Um, <laughs> but yes, he's. He's a very highly trained martial artist. He is the you know what I hear you saying right now? Mm. Wah, wah, wah. Because I stopped at Spider-Foo. That is a comic book thing. I doubt that they'll put it in the movie, but you know who'll be screaming his little head off if they do? <laughs> this guy. You know what? Emily's going to post something on Instagram, and we're going to take this back to you listeners. What new Marvel character are you excited to see on the big screen? Spider Foo. Spider Foo. Spider Foo. And Kevin, we're gonna email you back about that Star Wars land, okay? Emily and Louise haven't been, but Andre and I will give you our insights. See, that's true. Um, yeah. So thanks. I'll tell you what everyone else has told me. Yeah, thanks for your question very much, Kevin. Uh, if you'd like to send a message into the Walt Vault, go ahead and go to contact at thewaltvaultpod.com. Send us an email, or you can send us a direct message on any of our social media platforms. We are at the Walt Vault Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit us up there. Um, uh, 
If you want to support us, go ahead and subscribe, leave a review, a rating. All of those things are very helpful. And if you want to help us monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash the vault vault and sign up at a the dollar level to get access to a crack in the vault, our after show, where we talk a little bit more about the Marvel movies uh, and, and Disney movies. Um, we discuss. Or whatever we feel like. Yeah, or whatever we feel like, honestly. It's just, just extra stuff. Check it out. Um, I think that's about it for now. Next time, we are watching Pinocchio. Pinocchio. So join us for that in uh, two weeks' time. That's it for now. Thanks, you guys. The vault is now closed.